Hi guys, I'm Dan. And I'm Ben. We are the two peas in a pod. And let's be quite honest, we're thinking drop pod here. We thought we would record this so that you guys get a chance to hear a little bit about us, why we're doing the podcast, what we do in the hobby, um, and hopefully decide to join us on our hobby journey and the kind of crazy experiment um, and voyage of discovery that is a, is a podcast. So, Ben, we said we'd start off with our first issue of White Dwarf, and I know today you've got a big pile of White Dwarfs. So I do. I've got them go. all off my shelf. Yeah, so um, I suppose there's two first editions of White Dwarf, isn't there, mate? There's uh, there's the one that you borrow from your mate and have a good read of, and then there's the one that you actually go out and buy first time. So the first one I saw was the one with the Space Wolf Terminator on the front, um, and it was the release of the Space Wolf Codex. And for are, you, me, are you sure? Cause didn't that just put you straight off the hobby? Ah, no, mate, it was, the, it was <laughs> absolutely amazing. Uh, and... It, reading through that um, got me into the hobby big time uh, and so I begged my dad um, to get the White Dwarf and uh, the first one I picked up was the uh, issue 178 back in 1994 uh, with the Hero Quest Barbarian on the front uh, kicking some ass um, and it's a great issue uh, it's got uh, some awesome stuff in it including the release of the, uh, the Eldar jet bike which we were discussing the other day it's still, <laughs> it's still in use, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, but it's got loads of stuff in there, uh, uh, blood bowl articles, uh, and, and a great battle report between the orcs and the El- and the empire. Uh, so yeah, that was the one that got me into the hobby. Uh, over to you. I mean, I think your first one's an absolute classic, Dan. Yeah. So um, the the first issue that I picked up two two five. So back in nineteen ninety eight, I think. Uh, August or September time, 1998. September. September. So that that one had in it Warhammer Fantasy Dogs of War released. Um, there was a tale of many gamers going on. There was Dungeon Bowl in there. There was a, a picture of things to come, which was Battlefleet Gothic. Um, distinctly remember Paul Sawyer's Beastman Army. And even even now, I still keep wanting to do Tale of Many Gamers. And that's, that's something that we were both excited about doing. Um, so yeah, yeah we're that, hoping that to was do the something first now. one, and just just before, of course, the big one for me, which was two two six, which was the release of third edition forty k, which started something off a little bit mental, really, uh, and and it's been <laughs> like that ever since. So there was a free dark elder on the front, which I think the other day you said to me, I said I went around gathering them up from my friends to save money, and and then said, oh, well, I should have kept doing that and what you said what stealing from your mates that's the best way to build the hobby according to you isn't it yeah stealing stealing models (laughs) hoovering up the leftover thing it great thing is when you're only sort of 11 loads of people get into it don't they and then about 15 they go oh quick beer and girls well i (laughs) being really really sad didn't bother with beer or girls at 15 and waited a bit hoovered up all the free miniatures that they were throwing away and then went for the (laughs) beer and completely failed with the girls so well, until I got <laughs> married, of course. <laughs> yeah. Success in the end, and a great success it was. It certainly was. I was just looking at the, the second edition of White Dwarf for me was uh, was 180, and on the front of that uh, is a Corn Berserker plastic model, uh, which I happened to find in a box the other day, um, and I'll be painting up and popping on our Facebook page for people to have a look at. You're going to paint up a Chaos model. Fantastic. I am going to paint up a Chaos model. I have lowered myself that far for this podcast (laughs) 
Alrighty, so uh, we were going to move on to talk about our first models. Um, first models are always pretty special. Um, and uh, uh, Dan, I think you were telling me the other day that uh, uh, yours was a, a painting set, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So I bought the Ultramarines painting set from... It was actually the second edition models um, yeah. that were in that one, even though I, I never really played second edition 40k. Um, and I <laughs> I distinctly remember very early on it came out that I would be an impatient painter. So after painting the first guy with a brush, I picked the other dude up, turned him upside down, dunked him in the ultramarine blue, <laughs> pulled him out, and then <laughs> wiped off the excess with a brush. Uh, I, I then did all the details, took it in to show my friend Mike, um, really, really <laughs> proud, over the moon. <laughs> Probably passed out on the that table. Looks absolutely dire, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the the paint on that model quite literally filled in the gap between the head and the shoulder pads, which was practicing gap filling early. Yeah, well, in counterpoint to what we were saying earlier about how to save money, that was definitely not saving money on paint. Um, no. And no. Duncan Rhodes now with his two thin coats, he would be absolutely disgusted. but we've all been there we've all been there we've all put the multiple layers on and oversprayed the model and all sorts of problems people have been there ben but let's be be realistic did you ever think it was a good idea to turn a bot model upside down and dunk him in the pot no i I can't say that has ever occurred to me but (laughs) but there are whole paint ranges visionary visionary is how that is described yeah army painter clearly was uh following your cue yeah, absolutely. When they came up with the dipping models. So, <laughs> so what about you then, mate? Go on then, first set. Yeah, mine was a mine was a Bretonian knight that I bought from Games Workshop Plymouth because uh, my grandparents lived down near Plymouth and I lived up in Buckingham. Uh, it was a it was an odd time for the hobby because there was a lot of bad press about uh, um, Dungeons and Dragons. There'd been a few um, suicides and. Uh, my parents associated the two, um, quite rightly, I should think, and um, and was a bit reluctant to let me in the store. But um, in I went, and uh, uh, <laughs> uh, the bug was caught, and I bought a, uh, a little Bretonian knight that um, that's long gone now. It was a very simple model, um, but it was back when the horses were made of brown plastic, uh, so it it was quite I think before a lot of changes in the hobby I suppose I, I think it was it was way before I bought my first white dwarf maybe maybe two or three years before I got my first white dwarf well and and now Bretonians don't even exist hush now hush 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 <laughs> you don't want to they have been lost to the sands of time yeah there's a, a few people currently getting salty listening to that <laughs> yeah sorry sorry guys sorry cool so that's that's quite cool. What what about what about so that first multi-part plastic kit then? What what was your first one, mate? Oh, my first multi-part plastic kit was the second edition box set. Um, uh, it was on that a two-page. That is two pushing page... the boundaries of multi-part. I, I know. Well, there was a bolt gun and a backpack to add on to the centre body. I'll have you know. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, well, that was in a two-page spread in the White Dwarf back then. It was a huge, massive advert for it um, in the second White Dwarf I got, and I just absolutely obsessed over it. Saved up for ages, and then went and got it. Had to drive miles because there wasn't so many games workshops in the nineteen nineties, and 
then spent the next three or four summers painting it and I still never managed to finish painting the damn thing. There were so many models in it. You know what you needed to do? Dunk it in the paintbox. Dip them in the box. <laughs> Dip them in. I heard B&Q do a lovely range of gloss paints. They do. Yeah, they do. Really good for that. <laughs> if they'd have done it in Space Wolf Grey, I might have considered it. Well, yeah. <laughs> Only because you're a heathen. But there we are. <laughs> I suppose that leads nicely into favourite force then. <laughs> uh, well, I think mine's a clear winner. It's Space Wolves every single day of the week. Um, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, uh, no, I completely. To be honest, I've had Space Wolf Army in the past, and Bill King's books, um, the Ragnar Blackmane sort of story of him moving his way up through. Monumental series, yeah, yeah benchmark series, really. Um, some of the really early stuff, really, from Black Library, and it really, good. yeah, really, and really I think good. it wasn't. Uh, he was one of the first people, other than uh, Ian Watson, Space Marines, to really cover the uh, selection and creation of a Space Marine, um, mm. and for it to be Space Wolves, wow, it's just amazing. And I, I don't think so, ever... Do Do you not find though that at night you lie awake wishing that you you were an Ultramarine? <laughs> no, because I'd spend the whole of my life polishing my armor and looking pretty, rather than kicking the crap out of aliens. So. No, come on, that's that's clearly the blood ink. The spe- the, right, the Ultramarines are one hundred percent the best force in Warhammer Forty Thousand. They they oh. are the epitome. Right, so so you tell me what is a Space Marine, Ben? You tell me because I know you love Space Marine. Ah, uh, Space Marine. Well, the Space Marine comes in many different flavours, uh, and clearly the best form of Space Marine is uh, one that is raised, uh, selected, and bred on an ice planet, uh, where the whole world's out no, to no, try and right, kill them. That's enough, because so, uh, uh, we, we don't want people listening. At its <laughs> fundamental level, a Space Marine is a superhuman warrior crafted by the Emperor to defend mankind against the myriad horrors of the universe. They know no fear, and they are utterly badass. And so, the not an ultramarines for me. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> the ultramarines for me, dude. They epitomise what it is to be a space. They don't need no flashy stuff. They aren't running around going, "Ooh, I got bitten by a wolf." Shit, it's a full moon. Ah, you know, they're just out there being space marines, which is good enough. It's good enough. It, it's. Right, we've established I'm right, you're not. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> we are going to come back. To we this. can start a poll. We can start a poll on the uh, on the blog or the Facebook page or or whichever technological forum we go for when we've done the appropriate chanting. And dude, we do you have... know I'm going to win that poll? Yeah, but you cannot create multiple Facebook accounts all called like Wolfen One, Wolfen Two, and then go <laughs> in and vote. That is completely unfair. We won't talk about that. Right. <laughs> Thing is, mate, you know, it, it wouldn't take much urging for me to do a space or farming anyway. So it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. There's no army burning here. <laughs> right. So um, I think we move swiftly on to how we how we got into the hobby, which we've kind of sort of covered with the white dwarfs. But um, uh, you know, the white dwarf is as a starting point. But for me, I got into the hobby. Um, wargaming particularly plague space hulk um on my friend's carpet in his front room he had a a floral carpet with uh 
sort of gaps between the flowers that uh, ended up being corridors. And uh, we spent hours playing. Well, that's that's a different, you know, that's a more cost-effective it approach is, to yeah. Zoe Mortalis, isn't it? And I absolutely had nothing to do with the rules of Space Hulk at all. I can guarantee that. They were made up as we went along um, with a bunch of models um, that his brother had. Um, and we loved every minute of it. And that's <laughs> what got me into the hobby. <laughs> so Excellent. how about yourself? So, um, good friend of mine. Uh, Mike Colpen down in the West Country, um, down near nearer you now. Um, he, I remember him showing me a copy of White Dwarf, and then I remember someone gave me a bag of space orcs, a carrier bag literally of painted space orcs. And Mike used to come round, and we'd set them up, and we had two upturned ends of polystyrene packaging from a printer. Yeah, my dad had bought, and I painted one bright yellow. I don't know why, but I I just did, and we used to fight over those. And honestly, I d- I do not know what rules we used, but it was interesting because <laughs> Mike Mike won a lot, and he was the one that knew all the rules. Yeah, I see. And That's it's only trick. on reflection that that seems strange to me. <laughs> <laughs> But back but, then, upside down polystyrene packaging was the go-to scenery. Um, and when you bought models, they came in that. that remember that polystyrene little segmented boxes? Um, yes, yes, which, yes, I yeah, do. And you, I used to break the edges off um, and paint them grey, and that that was my scenery for yeah, like, well, at I least think, a decade. I think they even put that. There was articles in White Dwarf and in in uh, even in one of the terrain making books. With, very with possibly. that very method yeah. in. Um, but it's interesting, and we will definitely come back to this at some point in the podcast. Ben and I just both worked for Games Workshop. Yeah. And I think sometimes when first on the starter box set, the starter box set, you know, needing to build an army, um, you, you, try, you, you try and give someone the whole hobby to start with, but actually when you reflect on how I got into the hobby, I had a bag of badly painted orcs carrier bag yeah. off my mate <laughs> and then you fast forward 18 years and i'm sat and in some polystyrene, oh, and some polystyrene. polystyrene. And i'm sat in a room surrounded by the hobby i've fully engaged and immersed myself in, in the games workshop hobby and, and wargaming as a whole and i didn't start off with a star set i started off with a carrier bag full of badly painted orcs you know so yeah let's all go out there and just start posting a bit like christian aid that we'll post part painted models through people's doors and that's how we'll do it that's, that's the growth that is the future <laughs> that is it maybe not maybe not probably not a great idea to go out there and start just posting warriors through people's doors they'll start arresting you as a model it, dealer it, it's more expensive than drugs you know it yes. is yes <laughs> it is plastic crack <laughs> So uh, the next thing we were going to move on to is talk about actually what we're kind of excited for for the future, what our vision is, what we'd really like to achieve in the Ben hobby. would like to be um, an ultramarine. That's his vision. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Forward, uh, so... sons of Gilliman. <laughs> no, not you. You've got a beard. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Savages are over um, in the uh, left corner. <laughs> uh, Gilliman wish you could grow a beard. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> 
Gilliman had a beard, but then he was so flipping awesome, it burned it off. <laughs> he was just radiating badassery, and it burned away his beard. <laughs> or he, uh, he walked through the door, saw Corferon, and it all fell out when he got oh my beaten up. Oh my god! don't get me started on Corferon. <laughs> oh my god! Quick, move on. What were we even talking about? So, hobby, hobby vision. vision. Yeah, my my one of my hobby visions for a long, long time was to have a company of Space Marines painted up, which I achieved uh, not so many years ago. And um, I suppose the ne- next hobby vision, the next thing on my really want to achieve list is is probably a, a bit big, um, but I think it's one that a lot of people share, and that's to have uh, a dedicated space uh, with enough room to set a table up very quickly and all my models and books on the shelf. So it would take me um, very little time to get set up and start playing uh, without having to wait for the kids to go to bed uh, so that my space walls don't lose appendages um, <laughs> and have their heads bitten off yeah. <laughs> and uh, and crack on and play a game uh, whenever I have the free time. Yeah. I... Which isn't much of it yeah. at the moment. Yeah, I... I echo that, man. I, I, to be honest, I'd love to to go a bit beyond that, really, and set up a, a gaming space. There's a lot of them now, um, and they're all, yeah, you know, some right. of them, they vary, don't they? Some are fantastic, some are just starting out. I'd love to do one with a real theme to it. I think it's the sort of thing, you know, be winning the lottery to bring that about. But it's just... It's, You're just too obsessed with Warhammer yeah, World. Yeah, I love Warhammer World, though. I, I go there all the time because <laughs> yeah. it's brilliant. And um, it's not that far from where I am. So when I say not that far, it's an hour and a half away. But I think that's entirely, that's just basically in the same neighborhood, really, when it's Warhammer World. <laughs> um, but more than that, I think it's about generating a community. I, I'd really like as a vision, yeah. generate, help, help support a community. Be part of a community that you can help enjoy the hobby. Um, and whether that's just yeah. being someone that, attends events regularly or does a podcast so that people get some ideas and have got something hopefully cool to listen to while they're painting it's it's helping people enjoy what is a a fantastic hobby really good and and there's so many aspects of it and it can be really daunting or you get sometimes you get in with a group and your what you want to do in the hobby doesn't quite fit and I think one of the great things about, yeah. hopefully, about the podcast, we're going to keep it nice and wide ranging, talk about lots of things and be really, you know, it sounds mad, be really accepting of everybody's style of hobbying, what they want to do, what they want to get from the, the Games Workshop or the wider wargaming hobby. And yeah, so the, the podcast makes up part of the vision for me, which it almost sounds a bit, you know, airy fairy and a bit crazy really but it's it's building the community being being part of supporting the community yeah and playing a really big game once you've got that community you you can but you can do anything bite off bigger chunks can't you you? yeah you you can play campaigns bigger games apocalypse games necromunda campaigns all sorts obviously as well like Um, the other part of that other other bit of a vision is i want to play battlefleet gothic but I don't want to actually play. I just want to stand back in an admiral's outfit, like Imperial Navy admiral, <laughs> and have gr- like Gretchen, like little little adjutants that move all my ships, and I can just stand back and be like Emperor <laughs> class, divine right, 
five degrees, port fire. <laughs> and all that shit will be going off and I'll be loving it. And I'll just stand there. Well, no, I won't. I was going to say I'll stand there real calm and like Admiral-like, but I won't. I'll just be like wigging out. <laughs> There'll be a lot of excitement going I can't on. imagine you being calm in, in a game like no, that, dude. Definitely not. Um, so Excellent. I think we've come to the end of our kind of list of things we wanted to talk about in our introduction, really. Yeah. Apart from uh, why we're doing the podcast, which we've kind of covered a little bit, haven't we? So um, I don't think we need to go over that again, particularly. But no, I think I think the last point really is just to say, guys and girls, hopefully, thank you for listening to the 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 two peas in a pod, having a chat about who we are uh, and try not to be too boring. Um, we're Ben and I are really excited about going on this journey now, yeah, doing definitely. a podcast. Um, Ben's done a cracking beat of piece of artwork to to front up the podcast of two very very mental peas storming out of a drop pod. Um, we'd really like it if you share your hobby. We'd really like it if you put up comments, questions, and feedback. Um, and we just want to say thanks very much for coming on the journey with us. We uh, we intend to have an awful lot of fun <laughs> doing it. Um, and we hope you enjoy perhaps listening. too much fun perhaps too much yeah yeah so thank you very much guys <laughs> yeah thank you guys 